You are listening to Concert Blast. Here are some clips from this show of Concert Blast. Good old Chuck Berry came out there and look out. You're talking about opening up the scene about rock and roll. If you're going to mention Aretha Franklin, you got to mention the story that uh, Otis Redding did. You know, he wrote Respect and he recorded it. But he said after he heard Aretha Franklin sing it, he said, that is no longer my song. And you cannot leave out one of the best funk bands I ever heard, which is Parliament Funkadelic. I believe you got, of course, Lionel Richie along with the Commodores. Man, Lionel Richie had a voice that was made to sing ballads. I mean, on songs like Easy and Three Times the Lady, there was nobody that could touch him. And he could also rock. Listen to him on Brick House. Hey out there, this is Sherry Lynn Evans from Nashville, Tennessee, and you're listening to Concert Blast. This is Chris from Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm listening to Concert Blast. Hey! And Susan McCluskey from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You are listening to Concert Blast. This is Rick Yarbrough from Kingsport, Tennessee, and you're listening to Concert Blast. My name is Natalie Cody. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and I love Concert Blast. This is Tom Thompson along with James Downing, Mike Arnold, and this is Brian Hasbrook. Good Saturday morning to you. It is a good Saturday morning here in Nashville, Tennessee. And welcome everybody to our first podcast of 2011. This is our first audio podcast of the year. We've had several video podcasts from a review of 2010, but this is our first audio podcast. Thank you for listening to Concert Blast, and we appreciate everybody who's been sticking with us since 2005. We hope you enjoy our concert reviews and music discussions, but this music discussion is special because this is February 2011, and in February of every year, we celebrate Black History Month. So, with us being a music discussion podcast, we're going to celebrate black artists. Now, what influences do they have in our life and in rock and roll or music in general? What we're going to try to do is go through the history and kind of keep it from oldest to the newer artists out there. So we're going to get them mixed up a little bit, I'm uh, sure. Yeah, don't hold us to it, man. Exactly. We're, we're going to get out of kilter here a little bit. <laughs> That's exactly right. So here we go with our salute to the black artists. We're going to start off with the blues. We believe that the blues artists from the Mississippi Delta, I guess you could say, are actually brought in to the fold of rock and roll. So, for instance... Lead Belly, Willie Dixon, and one we're about to mention here that's Brian's favorite, Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson, really going oh, back yeah. on blues. King, King of the Delta Blues, and you've got tremendous blues influence in rock and roll. Basically, that's what rock and roll sprung from. But Robert Johnson is the man. Sweet home, Chicago. 
most everybody refers to him, or defers to him rather, as one of the gentlemen who started it all. When you talk about early black musicians who have influenced the rock and roll that we listen to today, you can't leave out John Lee Hooker. I really love his song, Boogie Children. Everybody was talking about in the swing club. I started out dropping there tonight. I got there. But the yak people, I know the Rolling Stones are greatly influenced by John Lee Hooker. His songs have been covered by just about everybody. Buddy Guy, Jimi Hendrix, ACDC, The Stones, Tom Jones. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Next thing you know, good old Chuck Berry came out there and look out. You're talking about opening up the scene about rock and roll. Deep down in Louisiana, close to New Orleans, way back up in the woods among the evergreens. Chuck Berry and another artist we're going to mention later is uh, Bo Diddley. I saw them both perform together on a 50s uh, show back when I was like 15 years old. And man, that was a great show. Chuck Berry still performs today. And he performs, I think, once a month in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, where he lives. So I would love to go out and to see him play. He's in his 80s and he's still going. Since we spoke about Bo Diddley, let's just go ahead and recognize him as one of the black artists who influenced rock and roll, who actually stayed with rock and roll up to his death. I walk 47 miles of barbed wire. I use a cobra snake for a necktie. I got a brand new house on the roadside, made from rattlesnake hide. I got a brand new chimney made on top, made out of a human skull. Now come on, take a little walk with me, Arlene, and tell me who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? I had the privilege to meet Bo Diddley once, and I told him that I saw him with Chuck Berry back when I was about 15 years old. I was like in my mid-30s at the time, and he goes, man, that was a long time ago. I'm like, what are you talking about? We had a good laugh, though. And he loved sitting around the bar talking about old, old times and old stories. And many people brought the guitars to the concert, and he was nice enough to take the time out to sign guitars and autographs or whatever it was. He had two shows. On the second show, he just went extra long, and he played every instrument. He even got back on the drums and played. Incredible musician and really fun guy. Well, you got that, and a lot of the guys followed right along time. You got gentlemen like Little Richard. And then Fats Domino. You made me cry when you said goodbye. Ain't that a shame? My tears fell like rain. Ain't that a shame? You're the one to blame. There's a lot of people who followed, not in the same vein per se, but 
they just expanded on some really great stuff going on. Another big influence in rock and roll, I would have to say, is Ray Charles. See the girl with the red dress on. She can do the ballet all night long. Yeah, yeah. What I say? All right. Well, tell me what I say. Tell me what I say right now. Tell me what I say. Tell me what I say right now. Ray Charles also was an influencing country because he uh, he covered everything. I also believe one of the legendary singers and dancers inspire people like, well, like the Jackson 5, maybe the Temptations, the Spinners, all those guys that had dance moves on the stage, is none other than Mr. Excitement, is what he's known for, and his real name, birth name, is Jack Leroy Wilson Jr., also known to everybody as Jackie Wilson. Your love lifted me high that I have been I love the movie that they made of the Jacksons and the Jacksons 5 and uh, watching Michael Jackson on the side of the stage in that movie as a little boy watching Jackie Wilson on stage dancing and singing and all the girls screaming for him and he was on the side of the stage dancing and his father's just looking at him just laughing and smiling. Another Mr. Excitement has to be the man with the cape and with the entourage who always helped him get off the stage and how he always ran back to the microphones, had a horn section, big full band, and a great production, a great live show. This entertainer is none other than James Brown. Scream it, James. Scream it, baby. I had the opportunity to see James Brown once, and I'll tell you what. He can still do the splits, the spins, and do everything that you'd want a performer to do, especially the performance that you expect from James Brown. Now, later on in his life, he had all kinds of issues, behavior issues, women issues, whatever, but he was still a great performer. James Brown was born during the Great Depression, 1933. He has been quoted as saying that he performed many jobs trying to make money for his family. Shining shoes, dancing on street corners, and picking cotton just to make a few dollars to make ends meet. In 1955, he formed a band called the Fabulous Flames. They recorded the song Please, 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 and it hit number five on the Rhythm and Blues charts. His first number one hit, Try Me, came out in 1958 and became the best-selling Rhythm and Blues single of the year. That was followed by It's a Man's World, I Feel Good, I Got the Feeling, It Ain't Funky Now, Sex Machine, Hot Pants, and the Popcorn. Oh, James, man, you know a little bit too much about this guy. <laughs> you had Bobby Walmack. Yeah, I'm a midnight mover. All night mover. Yeah, I'm a midnight teaser. Yeah, real soul breezer. 
When we saw uh, Rod Stewart in the faces back in, uh, what, 75 or so, and it was in Atlanta. They were performing It's All Over Now. Bobby Walmack wrote that song. And Bobby came out on stage in Atlanta with Rod Stewart and played the guitar. I love that. Another big influence and one of the greatest artists is probably, I think they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm not sure, but Sam and Dave. They didn't influence anybody else. They did influence the Blues Brothers. I guess one of my favorites from the 60s has to be Wilson Pickett. And when he cranked out Mustang Sally... I love what he did at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony when uh, Bruce Springsteen and him uh, had it out with their vocals to see who could get the strongest on Mustang Sally. It was, man, it was good. Now, in the 60s, there were several dance acts, dance singing acts. We can't forget about Gladys Knight and the Pips. the Temptations. I mean, that's when you get into more of that vocal type group there that really was inspired by some of these older artists. Clearly, you got the whole Motown sound. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. If I have to beg, plead for your sympathy, I don't mind, cause you mean that much to me. Mid, early to mid-60s, you had all those people like Tom Rich and The Temptation. The Spinners. The Four Tops was another great one. I'm sure there were several more that we didn't, uh, we haven't covered yet. But one of the main acts that really turned music around, uh, as far as dance acts, one of the boy bands 
as far as I can remember, one of the very bands. first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no other than the Jackson 5 came out. And wow, you talk about hitting the scene big. founded Motown Records in 1959, and he moved into a, a small house in Detroit, Michigan. Even before he put out a record, he put a sign over the door leading into the front of the house that said, Hitsville, USA, and that was definitely what it become. You had Aretha Franklin. If you're going to mention Aretha Franklin, you got to mention the story that uh, Otis Redding did. You know, he wrote Respect and recorded it. But he said after he heard Aretha Franklin sing it, he said, that is no longer my song. All that you have to do is listen to Sitting on the Dock of the Bay and hear that voice and just imagine what he could have went on and done. So we also have to give a tribute to Otis Redding. Sitting in the morning sun I'll be sitting Watching the ships roll in Then I watch them roll away again yeah. Sitting on the dock of the day Watching the tide Back then it was pretty odd for an artist to write his own songs But he did write a lot of his own material He played a appearance on the Upbeat TV show in Cleveland, Ohio, and that night they performed at a club in Cleveland. The next day, him, his manager, four members of the Barquets, and the pilot were killed when the airplane crashed into Lake Montana in Madison, Wisconsin. This is another one of them guys that we have to say, if he had lived, what would he have accomplished? Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. James Downing and his fact sheet. (laughs) And we also can't forget about the reverend that's got him a church in Memphis, Tennessee. We are talking about the reverend Al Green. Let's Got Diana Ross and the Supremes. It just goes on and on and on. Okay, we're diving into the late 60s here in the early 70s, it looks like. And that's just fine with me because, of course, you had some wonderful artists all along the way. We talked about late 60s and early 70s. We got the Kings. You got B.B.
you got Freddie King. It's amazing to me how they put Freddie King on a bill with other rock artists. He was actually a blues, kind of blues shuffle, funk kind of artist. And they put him on stage with, with all these other rock stars. And you know what? It worked. In those days, the bigger variety of rock music or pop music you had, the more it worked because you, you drew more people. You don't see too much of that going on today. And one of my favorites, I've seen this guy a couple times, Buddy Guy. forgot to mention one of my favorites, Sly and the Family Stone. Oh, that's right. That's very true. man that came out that really took away the rock and roll scene is none other than Jimi Hendrix. You know what? We can't forget about Ike and Tina. That's right, Tom. Ike and Tina Turner made a lot of recognition on the uh, funk scene and the rock and roll scene. A church house, gin house. A schoolhouse, outhouse. On highway number 19. The people keep the city clean. They call it Nutbush. the very first husband-wife duo that came out. Yeah, there, there probably were, but the most, the one with the greatest notoriety, absolutely. But Tina's moved on to a much greater career on her own than they ever had together. You must try to Stevie Wonder kind of came and just really blew out everybody.
Well, you can't forget one gentleman. He, he played with the Rolling Stones, had a brilliant solo career. A lot of these artists are not with us, but finally remember Billy Preston. I've got a song I ain't got no melody. I'm gonna sing it to my friends when I go round and circle. When they fly high like a bird up in the sky. When they go round and circle. We're moving on a little bit because there's a lot of artists throughout. You know, you go way back to the blues period, then back up in the 50s and 60s, and now we're in the kind of the 70s era already. Yep. Uh, we've got quite a few artists here. We've got one gentleman who's no longer with us, of course, is Rick James. You, you talk about like the disco or the more of the dance era. There's some things I can put up with, like Rick James, when they got a little bit of funk in there. And Rick James is he really got the funk type sound into the '70s. They really got the disco scene going. Oh, don't mention that word. We're not. Uh oh, Tom, we're getting into an area where Brian's not very comfortable. <laughs> no, Brian doesn't. A big, big uh, fan about uh, the disco era. No, I'm absolutely no fan of that era. So, <laughs> hey, you can't forget the old MC Hammer dude. I mean, that was definitely getting into the disco stuff there too. tell you what i admired him and and he put out some good music but everything i've heard from him he was just too good a hearted man and he basically gave a lot of it away where he had nothing left that's what i have heard tom's got, kind of gotten into the more dance era and we're also throwing a little bit of funk and you cannot leave out one of the best funk bands i ever heard which is parliament funkadelic You know what? When you say funk, I also think about Atlanta's Mother's Finest. several times i'll tell you what we just could not keep dancing when we saw them could not stop dancing that's it could not stop <laughs> dancing you know because i mean i can remember like it was yesterday it was so much fun i mean it was just it was a that funk rock that was mixed which kind of changed the sound there a little bit for sure i remember back in the mid-70s there was a tour that was called the rock and roll marathon one of the bands was mother's finest i'd always heard that they were good but man they put on one show i mean they had the house a rocking 
Well, you got other bands that came along in that time. Uh, I believe you got, of course, Lionel Richie along with the Commodores. Man, Lionel Richie had a voice that was made to sing ballads. I mean, on songs like Easy and Three Times a Lady, there was nobody that could touch him. And he could also rock. Listen to him on Brick House. And this other band, which we only saw them recently. I saw them, I think, a long, long time ago. But uh, we were in Memphis. Yep. When we had about uh, 10,000 people there dancing along with you, by the way. And, yeah, we did see them before. And we saw the Ohio Players. They sounded excellent. What amazed me is we were at a festival in Memphis along the riverfront there, and they were jammed up. They were jammed up way back full of people. So they, and they were drawing all kinds of people. They had a huge variety of people from teens all the way to geriatrics, I guess you would call <laughs> You're it. right. And matter of fact, right. the lead singer from Ohio Players, I've I forgotten the gentleman's name, but he says, Need y'all to buy these t-shirts I'm trying to put my grandchildren through college. He sure did, and that was, that was pretty cool. That was one of our best coverages, too, by the way, because all the fans of the crowd, man, they were loving it. Actually, one of my favorite disco funk-type bands was the Gap Band. Now, that, that was you, man. I really, I really can't say as I, I know these gentlemen. I really don't know. Ryan, you know the Gap Band. Now, you might not know the band, but they did have a big hit. Matter of fact, I heard one DJ say once that more people threw up to this song than any other song. (laughs) (laughs) It's all because the fairs usually play this song when they go on like the Tilt-A-Whirl or the Himalaya or one of those spin rides. And the uh, crazy guys out there, man, in the machine would be dancing and carrying on getting everybody's attention. But this is the song that everybody threw up to the most, according to that DJ. You really Pretty heavy there of the disco days, and it was it was definitely some some moving and some grooving there for sure. You talk about the Ohio players, you talk about Parliament Funkadelic, and you mentioned the Gap Band. That time period, you also got to mention this one, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Stop. 
I remember seeing them on Don Kirstner's rock concert one time, and at the beginning of the concert, you heard this voice that said, Ladies and gentlemen, the three elements of the universe, earth, wind, and fire. And then they had all this thunder and lightning going on, the lights were flashing on and off, and here they come, rising up out of the stage. In the early 70s, one of my favorite groups were the Jackson 5. The main focus of the band was young brother Michael. I remember thinking, how can someone this young be so talented? He could sing, he could dance, he could do it all. In the late 70s, along with producer Quincy Jones, Michael recorded his album, Off the Wall, which included the hit single, I Want to Dance with You. Nobody could predict the success that Michael had with his next album, which was also produced by Quincy Jones. The album Thriller is one of the top-selling albums of all time. It produced several hit singles, such as This Girl Is Mine, Thriller, Billie Jean and beat it. It's close to midnight. Something evil's lurking in the dark. Under the moonlight. You see us like that almost stops your heart. You try to scream. But Tara, take the sound before you make it. You start to freeze. As Owen looks you right between the eyes. continued to release hit album after hit album, but none of them lived up to the standards that was set by Thriller. The entire world was shocked on June 25, 2009 when news broke that Michael Jackson had died of a heart attack. This came during rehearsals of Michael's comeback tour. Although Michael left the world long before he should have, he left behind a legacy of music that'll never die. He had over 40 songs in the top 100, 13 of them being number one, He's one of the most popular music artists ever, and he will always be the king of pop. There never has been, or there never will be, anyone quite like Michael Jackson. Thank you, Reporter James. Now back to the studio. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now we're getting a little bit more progressive era. One band that basically was extremely hard rocking band. That was Living Color. They build up that little bit more rock and roll type sound in there, which I mean, I really like. Yeah, and Vernon Reed is known as one of the best guitarists out there. I mean, he's what you call the guitarist guitarist. Well, you had a lot of rockers out there now. You had Lenny Kravitz.
phenomenal live very much so i mean he he definitely just took the stage and got everybody's attention and he is an excellent performer anytime you get a chance to see lenny kravis you'll love him another band i want to mention this time is somebody i'd heard of and listened to in the past but never paid much attention to and that was arrested development Excellent live band. They got a couple ladies out there that are singing and doing a little backup work, but they're always they're always moving. They're always dancing. And you watch the crowd when this band came out. We were on the media trail. The media people were dancing and carrying on. It was so much fun. I really enjoyed this band live. And since we're still talking about the dance music, this performer still goes on today. A little different and maybe a little strange to all of us, but he's still a big seller and sells out concerts wherever he goes. Prince. That sounded like a rap. You know, when I said that's a rap, that was kind of like a pun into, we never got into the rap scene. We know there's a lot of rap stuff out there, but nah, we're sorry not about rap. that. We don't quite get into that. Nothing wrong with it, but that's just not our, our cup of tea, you might say. Cup of tea and rap. That, that kind of tells <laughs> you the whole deal there, don't it? That's very true. We know we've missed several artists, bands out there. Yeah, we missed a lot of artists. We probably missed some of your favorite artists. We'd love... Uh, get some of your feedback on that. Please go to concertblast at gmail.com. That's where you can send all your emails, suggestions about what you like about the show, suggestions that you can help us. Hey, we are also on Facebook. I know there's a lot of Facebook users out there. Check us out on Facebook, too. Just look up Concert Blast. Look up Mike Arnold, Tom Thompson, James Downing, Brian Hasbrook. We're all on there. And I've got a book out. You can get on ConcertBlast.com and click on the book cover, and you can read all about it and even parts of it. Until next time, this is Mike Arnold signing off. Tom Thompson. James Downing. And this is Brian Hasbrook signing off. God bless you, everybody. Ready? Ready? I want to thank you for letting me be myself. Again, bop, 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 b